0: Hello and welcome to the Vexilogicast from the city that hosted the first and second Continental Congresses, I'm Simon the Cannibal. On today's episode, which is the 13th episode of the Vexilogicast, much to the disappointment of anyone who has Triskaidekaphobia, I'll be focusing on 13 stripes. That is to say, early American flags with 13 stripes on them. Before we get into that, as always, you can view images of these flags on vexillogicast.com, that is is v-e-x-i-l-l-o-g-i-c-a-s-t.com, and discussion will be on the subreddit r slash Simon the Cannibal. For those of you in the Philadelphia area, this Thursday, which will be one day after this episode is released, I'll be giving a 10-minute presentation at Nerd Night Philadelphia on the history of steam power in Philadelphia. It's a part of a series of talks, and I've given talks at Nerd Night before, and they're actually the reason I do these podcasts. So I encourage you to come on out. It's a special fifth year anniversary edition of Nerd Night, and if you can make it, that'd be great. For those of you who can't make it to Nerd Night, or maybe would like to know more after hearing the talk at Nerd Night, I will be recording a 20-30 to minute chat in this podcast form that I will post for subscribers at Patreon. And I hope you'll support me on Patreon to keep the show going. And, speaking of keeping the show going... So, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about quite a few different flags, and I'm going to briefly hit each of them. I'm sure there's more history, and there's a little bit more in-depth history, but I just want to kind of touch on them, and just give you a feel of the different varieties of 13-stripe flags that were around during the American Revolution. Our first stop is on the Forster flag. This is the quote-unquote oldest American flag. It was supposedly flown at the Battle of Lexington and Concord. It might have been a captured British red ensign that was then turned into a flag. It's got a whole lot of history going on. It was forgotten about until the early 1900s. But what's important for us is that it has... 13 stripes, but not in a way that you would expect. And so I should pause for one second and introduce a concept that I'm going to come to a couple of times in this episode. And that is the idea of a unique flag versus a type flag. A unique flag is one that is one of a kind. This is an actual piece of fabric that was modified, that was used, that sort of thing that is its own unique item. This is a flag that you might see in a museum. This is an object with a history. A type flag is to say the United States flag. We all know what it looks like. There are a million copies out there. And for the most part, they're interchangeable. Now, a United States flag might also be a unique flag. Let's say it's the flag that was flown on this battle or that sort of thing that has its own history, but the United States flag is not necessarily a unique flag. The Forster flag is a unique flag. So when I talk about the Forster flag, I'm talking about a specific flag that is owned by an individual and was owned by a family, the Forsters. To give you a description of the flag, it is an entirely red flag made of several different pieces of red fabric stitched together with, on the obverse, six white stripes in the canton. And I hesitate to call them stripes. I might even call them hyphens. They're very small, they're very close to the hoist, and there's just six of them, like little dashes, in a vertical column in the canton of the flag. Now, Simon, you might say, this is a 13-stripe episode, what, where are the other stripes? The other stripes are on the other side of the flag. On the reverse of the Forrester flag are seven white stripes. And again, I hesitate to say stripes. I, they're very small. You would not think of them as stripes. You'd think of them as little dashes or something like that. But in total, there are 13 white stripes on this flag. It is theorized that the flag was originally a British red ensign, which we've seen come up multiple times in the cast, and that someone cut out the Union flag from the canton and sewed a red piece of silk in its place, and then sewed to that, these stripes. So again, it is a red flag with six stripes on one side, seven stripes on the other side, but all those stripes are concentrated real close to the hoist, and all of them are in the canton to the top left. Which brings us to our next flag, which is playing with this idea of stripes in the canton and that is the flag of the Delaware Militia, also known as the Dansey flag. The Delaware Militia flag is a green flag with red and white stripes, like we're familiar with, all in the Canton. So again, it is mostly green, three-quarters green, probably more than that, with red and white stripes in the Canton. This flag was used during the Revolutionary War's Long Island campaign and was captured by William Dansey, And that's where it gets its name. Uh, William Dansey was a British officer of some sort, and he took the flag back to the UK as a souvenir. And this Delaware militia flag, this William Dansey flag, is also a unique flag that exists today. To get into a couple more flags that have stripes in the canton, the flag of the Philadelphia Light Horse has 13 silver and blue stripes in the canton on a generally yellow flag. And this flag is defaced by a coat of arms, it's got a couple people, it's got stuff going on all around it, but I won't get into that too much. Just know that the Philadelphia Light Horse currently has 13 horizontal silver and blue stripes. And I say currently has because these silver and blue stripes are in fact painted over a Union flag that was originally in the Canton at least on the unique flag. As a type flag, and I should say this is also a type flag because the Philadelphia Light Horse still exists, obviously they are made with the silver and blue. Similarly, Sheldon's Horse, also known as the 2nd Regiment of Light Dragoons, has silver and blue horizontal stripes, again in the canton, but in this case on a blue flag. And this blue flag also has a coat of arms. This is a common motif until we get The introduction of what we now know as the United States flag with the 13 stripes. The town of Easton, Pennsylvania has an interesting flag in that it is the reverse of the United States flag. Again, following with this 13 stripes in the Canton, it is a blue flag with 13 stars on the flag itself. 13 white stars with 8 points. According to legend... This flag was unveiled on July 8th, 1776 to commemorate the reading of the Declaration of Independence in Easton, Pennsylvania. And according to legend, it was flown by Captain Abraham Horn in the War of 1812. This is also a unique flag, although there is some dispute whether or not it was created in 1776 or if it actually dates from the War of 1812. And there's been some back and forth about that. To wrap up our flags with stripes in the canton, the Brandywine flag, as flown by Captain Wilson of the 7th Pennsylvania Regiment, is a mostly red flag with, in the canton, a negative US flag in white. That is to say, in the canton, there is a small bunch of white stripes that one might imagine as on a United States flag, and then a bunch of white stars, As one might imagine on a US flag. This is also a unique flag and a brief search shows that it's actually housed uh, just a few blocks away here at the Independence Hall National Historical Park. And again this is the Brandywine flag, mostly red and just has this kind of negative image US flag in the Canton. To get away from the Canton and onto the flag proper it should be noted that it took quite a while to settle on red and white. There exist numerous accounts of flags that have red and green stripes, red, white, and blue stripes, black and yellow stripes, sometimes with 13 stars in the canton, sometimes just as striped flags, all representing either a single person's ship or representing the United States as a nation. A good example of this would be the Serapis flag that I mentioned on the United States episode. And of course if we're talking about striped flags on ships, I would be remiss not to mention the first naval jack of the United States, which I should say there is some debate whether or not it was actually used as a naval jack or if it was used as a naval ensign, but we won't get into that. This is the flag of 13 red and white horizontal stripes with the rattlesnake on it that says don't tread on me. The rattlesnake being a relatively popular symbol of the United States at that time, it was flown by the United States Navy. And I should say is still flown by the United States Navy. Until 2002, this was used as the naval jack of the oldest active service ship in the Navy. And then on September 11, 2002, it is used as the naval jack of all naval ships as part of the War on Terror. Finally, to wrap up, I wanted to touch on familiar slash unfamiliar territory, which is the flag of Gulford Courthouse and I'm not entirely sure how to say that. That is G-U-I-L-F-O-R-D, which will be our final flag of this episode. It is a unique flag. It is a flag of some controversy, and it is a weird-looking flag. First of all, the dimensions of this flag are humongous. It is 42 inches tall and 100 inches long, meaning that it is more than twice as long as it is tall. It has 13, or possibly 15, blue and red Horizontal stripes and what makes this just a weird-looking flag is that it has a white canton that runs two-thirds of the length of the flag with blue eight-point stars on that canton. So again, we have red and blue stripes, a white canton, and blue eight-point stars. And the canton is huge on this flag and the flag is super long. According to legend, it flew at the Battle of Gulford Courthouse in North Carolina in 1781. But there is some doubt about this, and there is some doubt specifically about whether or not this flag existed before the War of 1812. Which is why I bring up the, it might actually have 15 stripes and possibly 15 stars. While it currently has 13 stripes, 13 stars, the stitching indicates to some people that there may have been two more stripes and two more stars on the flag, which would mean that it had been constructed later than the War of Independence. Again, this is a unique flag, and it still exists, so you can go and visit it and decide for yourself. I hope you've gotten a kick out of this 13th episode with 13 stripes. As always, hop over to vexillogicast.com, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T.com, or links with more information about these flags, R slash Simon the Cannibal for discussion. And again, if you're in the Philadelphia area on Thursday, July 9th, 2015, I cordially invite you to Nerd Night at Johnny Brenda's, where I'll be giving a talk entitled Getting Steamy in Philadelphia, about steam power in Philadelphia. And if you can't make it and you'd like to support the show, as a freebie I'll be putting up soon a an extended version of that talk on my Patreon page, which again is Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Simon the Cannibal. And of course there's a link to that on Vexillogicast.com. As always, thank you so much for listening and best wishes from the Vexillogicast.